the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. Pastor Rander continues his two-part series on anger by sharing God's inspired word on how to minister to angry people and his prescription for healing our own anger. The Bible tells us that we ought to always pray and meditate on God's word. We are all guilty of reacting to the anger within us rather than handling it God's way. The good news is we don't have to stay in that mindset. Listen in with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us today. Matthew chapter 2 verse 16, we see the anger of King Herod. For the scripture says in Matthew 2, 16, Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, look what the text says, was exceedingly angry. That means he was, he was real mad. Exceedingly angry. And he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under according to the time which had been determined from the wise men. This man was so furious, so raging, so angry, so out of his mind, until he, 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 he passed a decree that every boy, baby, two years under in Bethlehem and surrounding district, kill him! No, no other king but King Herod. And there was a merciless slaughter of innocent children because of a raging madman. Let's look at another account. I'm just showing you how bad anger, anger really can be, unrighteous anger, when it is not under control and when you don't honestly deal with it. And number four, in Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 11 through 32, in Luke 15, 11 through 32, the elder brother in the parable of the prodigal son became angry because of the celebration in honor of his brother. The elder brother was jealous. Again, turn with me to Luke chapter 15, verses 25 through 30, because I want to read through that text so you can see this account uh, and see uh, this angry brother. It says, now his oldest son was in the field, and as he came and drew near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the, one of the servants and asked, what, what meant these things? Verse 27, and he said to him, your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father killed the fatted calf, you know, for a celebration. Verse 28, underline this. Instead of rejoicing with the lost brother who had come home, look at the eldest brother's response. But he was angry and would not go in. You get so angry, you don't, you want, you don't want to go home. Get so angry, you won't come to church. Get so angry, you won't participate. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. Verse 29, so he answered and said to his father, 
Lo, daddy, just kind of paraphrase a little bit. These many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed. Now he's lying. In other words, he said he's never sinned. He's lying. He's so mad. Now, don't get so mad that you start lying. Well, that's why y'all not get mad when you go, lying go with madness and angry. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a go, young go. Why, why, why? That I might make merry with my friends. Jealousy. Verse 30. But as soon as this son of yours came, you know, now he knew his brother's name. I'm, I'm sure his brother had a name. But he said, you know, he was so mad he didn't want to call his name. As a matter of fact, he was so mad that he didn't want to be associated with him as his brother. That's pride. This son of yours. You wives out there, have, have you ever got so angry at your, angry at your child? Until you go tell your husband, uh, you better go get your son. You better go get your daughter. You know, your daughter. Now, when they do well, it's I, my, my child. When they do bad, your son. <laughs> your daughter. So, so, but as soon as this son of your, yours came, he has devoured your livelihood. In other words, he messed up the money with harlot and prostituting all around. And you killed the fatty cat for him. Mad. Wouldn't come in to the celebration because of anger and jealousy. Let's look at the different levels of anger. The different levels of anger. Number one, you have irritation. Say irritation. irritation. That's a feeling of discomfort brought about by something or someone. You know, you can easily get irritated with the things people say or do, your children, or uh, irritation over certain little bitty, little bitty things that just nibble at you. Uh, number two, but irritation can turn into wrath. The next word is wrath. This is giving expression to, to a strong desire to seek revenge. You've upped that level substantially to wrath. Uh, then you have fury. Uh, the loss of emotional control. In other words, you just lose it. You, you, you throw a skill at a pot. You submit to hit, slap, do anything. Then number four, you got rage. This is a temporary loss of control involving acts of violence. When, 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 when anger becomes rage, the person scarcely realizes what he or she has done because of temporary insanity. You see, people want to plead that even in the court of law. I was temporarily insane. Most murders are either premeditated acts of violence or crimes of passion committed in moments of uncontrolled anger. Remember, anger is one letter away from danger. You move that D from danger, you have what? Anger. Anger leads to what? Danger. Uh, let's transition. Why do people become angry? Why do people become angry? Because of, number one, violated convictions, an infringement against one's core beliefs. When you go against what I believe or you don't believe like I believe, I get angry at you because I want you to think like me. I don't want you to have your own mind. Uh, are you trying to promote something on me that I don't believe or I don't want? Going either way, that can go. Uh, violated convictions. Uh, number two, unmet needs, unfulfilled desires or blocked goals. Somebody stopping you from getting to the next level on your job or... Uh, Somebody's, uh, somebody's uh, 
are stopping you from achieving a desired goal that you're trying to, to achieve, or promotion, or certain things. Uh, 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 sometimes you get frustrated with yourself and you get angry because now here you are 40, 50, 60, and you're angry at yourself for not following through in college, or not uh, following through uh, on those unfinished, well-intentioned tasks that left you perhaps without a degree or without this or without that, and you get angry at yourself. Say, how could I have been so stupid or so silly when I was in my 20s or late teens? Then thirdly, uh, why do people get angry? Because of personal assault, assault or assault on a loved one. In other words, you mess with a mama's child, you got a fight on your hand. That's right. You mess with, your, you mess with my mama, you got a fight on your hand. You see, you get angry when your loved one is assaulted verbally or physically. Uh, number four, reacting too quickly gets one angry, which results in making bad decisions that affect your family and alter the course of your life. That's why the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Be careful about decisions because decisions have consequences for better or for worse. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9 says, do not hasten in your spirit to be angry for anger rests in the bosom of fools. In other words, when you stay angry too long, it'll make a fool out of you. It certainly will. Number five, why do people become angry? Because of an unforgiving spirit. Being so angry to the point of refusing to let go to the detriment of yourself. In other words, you hurt yourself because you won't forgive. Uh, you hurt your family members because you won't forgive. You hurt others around you because of your refusal to forgive. Number six, why do people become angry? Because of alcohol and drugs. This can ignite anger in people. Drugs and alcohol. Get person on crack, man, they, they, they can become very dangerous and out of their mind. Person get drunk and all tipsy. No, they're not tipsy, they're drunk. I mean, you don't, the, the worst thing you can do is mess with a drunk person. They, they, they're not thinking straight. And, and folk on drugs and alcohol, you have to be very wise and very, very careful because your life can be at stake. Because they're not in their minds. They can they're subject to do anything because they're under the influence. Throughout this two-part series, Pastor Rander guides us through the Old and New Testaments, showing us scripture after scripture on how we can display righteous anger. Rather than react the way the world does, whether anger generates from interactions with others or we are reacting to our own anger, with God on our side, we can be angry without sin. As children of God, we would do well to commit to the principles given to us in this series. Let's listen as Pastor Rander continues. Another reason people get angry is because, because of too many medications or a reaction to certain kinds of medication can alter your mood and cause you to react in anger. There are certain medications that have uh, physiological effects on you that can make you. That's why you need to be careful about your prescriptions and, and stay in touch with your doctor and, and be careful if something's not going right. To, you know, don't, don't, don't just be satisfied. Take action. Be proactive. Uh, get a second opinion and all these things because medica, medicine can affect your mood, affect your behavior and all kinds of things. So you want to be prayerful when dealing with medicine, even stuff that you can buy over the counter. Number eight, why do people become angry? Because of rebellion against God. In other words, people resent authority. That's why they don't want to believe in a God. Uh, they want their own freedom. They don't want God imposing uh, his instructions upon them. I don't want God telling me what to do. 
Uh, you, you take your God. I, I'm free. I have my rights, my will, my way. Yeah, and you can freedom your way straight to hell. That's what can happen if you reject God and his word. And so a lot of people are angry at God. They, they don't want God any, in any, asset, any, any aspect of their lives. Uh, number nine, you find you're angry when you find yourself in circumstances beyond your control because of someone else's behavior, decisions, or lifestyle. Have you ever been put in a unique situation that's really bad and it's getting the best of you? You didn't bring it on yourself, but someone closely associated with you made a decision that not only affects them, but affects you as well. And even you now perhaps are in recovery because of a decision of a child, a decision of a husband, a decision of a parent or whatever. And you find yourself in a unique circumstance uh, beyond your control because of somebody else's bad behavior, bad decision, or bad lifestyle. Uh, number 10, here's one. Parents become angry because of bad decisions made by children causing unexpected responsibility to fall into the lap of their children and even grandparents. Some of the decisions made fall in the laps of, of the parents, and some of the decisions made by children even fall in the lap of grandparents. You know, your, your children uh, make those kinds of decisions, but yet you feel the brunt of it financially. Uh, or perhaps you have to take someone in and things happen all kinds of ways. Parents, be mindful. I want you to listen to me. I want you to look at this bald-headed preacher. Parents, be mindful that you can't live your children's life for them. And you can't stop living your life because of them. Did you hear what I said? You can't live your child's life for stop for them. Stop trying to live your dreams, your honest, your unfinished dream through your children. You know, you want them to go this way because you, you didn't finish what you should have done. No, let them be free to make choices as led by the spirit. You pray for them and let them be released and, and let God uh, guide them through the process and not try to live your life through that child, then you, you can't stop living your life because of the decisions your children make. Uh, your, children can make your children can make you so happy and you're so proud of them, and then your children can grieve your heart and make your heart pain and make you hurt. But let me tell you something, parents. Uh, whether your children end up in the White House or the jailhouse, they steal your child. You are to love them unconditionally, and there, there, there should never be a time that you stop loving your child because they came out of you, and you are to love them with an unconditional love. As, as a matter of fact, that's the way that, that the Lord loves us. The Lord loves us unconditionally. How, how many of you have made some decisions that made God glad and made God rejoice over you? Yes. How many of you have made some decisions that, that broke the heart of God, and he was grieved, and he was angry at you? Yes. Did God still love you when you disappointed him? He loved you in spite of. And so must you have that same Christ-like love when your children disappoint you. And be mindful, there are times when you disappointed your parents as well. So don't be so short-minded, your memory shortage, because you haven't been a total angel when you were a child. You're not that old that you forgot. Okay? <laughs> Why don't y'all say amen? amen? Come down hard on your children. Hard. How could you? How could you? Go back when you were 16. 
18, 21. Some of y'all don't even want to remember. Amen. <laughs> Why do people become angry? Because God takes their loved ones. God, why did you take my baby? God, why did my baby die? Uh, why, did, why did my baby die? God, why did I miscarry for the third, fourth time? God, why did her child come home from Iraq and my child came home in a box? Man. Why did you take my mama? Why did you take my daddy? Why did you take my sister? You're mad at God. You won't let go. Job said it well. Should I accept good from God and not adversity? He said that. That's a powerful passage. Shall I accept the good from God? but not the adversity. Let me tell you something. God's in control. We don't have the answers, but we can have the comfort and assurance in knowing that our God is in control and he's able. He knows just where you are. He won't put anything any more on you than you could bear. And he will help you through your pain if you're willing to allow him to help and he will heal you of your hurt and your pain and your grief. Signs of hidden anger. Signs of hidden anger. Uh, number one, you say, well, I'm not, I don't have anger. No, uh, no, not an answer, not an answer anger in me, Pastor. Uh, this, this has got to be for somebody else. I don't need it. Well, let's check you out and see. Number one, chronic sarcasm and put down statements and cutting remarks, putting down your husband, cutting them, cutting the wife up, cutting your children up, you know, putting them down, calling them names, stupid, you won't add up to nothing, no good, that's horrible. Children will take that into their adult life. Number two, resentfulness. Anger can make one resentful. Number three, pessimism, you have a gloomy look on life. Everything is gloom. You, you don't see the good in anything. I mean, the positive in anything. Everything is bad because of anger down in there. For, impatient. You're not patient with people. You're not an ounce of impatience in you because of your anger. Uh, frequently stressed out. You can be down there watching Shamu at SeaWorld and you, you stressed out. Shamu is jumping all over the place through hoop. You still stressed out. You go down there, have a nice dinner on the river. You stressed out. You go down to Disney, you still stressed. And you know why you, you all messed up wherever you go? It's because of anger. You can't run from you. You can't run from you wherever you go. You can go on an Alaskan cruise. You raise hell on a ship. <laughs> because you're angry. Angry. There's a tendency to gossip about people. You, you, the, 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 the tendency to increase in gossip because of anger. Number eight, legalistic attitudes, binding folk. 
uh, and all these kinds of things because of anger. And things have to be done a certain way. And if not, you're mad. Um, uh, number nine, demanding and domineering attitudes. You've been kicked in the rear and you say, I'm not going to let this person stomp on me again. I'm not going to let this person kick me in the rear again. I'm going to protect myself. So you, 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 you become very domineering, very controlling because you don't want to get hurt again. You don't want this to happen to you again. So you, you're a control freak. Number 10, self-centeredness. You become very selfish because of anger. And number 11, unwilling, unwillingness to cooperate. You don't cooperate. You can't play a game, uh, uh, just a, a game at home. Can't cooperate. Can't, can't, can't do anything to help out. Uh, decision making. You don't want to cooperate. This is not right. That's not right. But, 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 but nothing. Uh, number 12, depression. If you stay angry too long, it will Put spiral you right in the midst of depression. Number 13, the inability to submit. You won't submit to your husband. You won't submit to your wife. You won't submit to your children. Children won't submit to parents. You won't submit to the law. You'll break the law could kill right in the police face because you're angry. Right in his face because you're angry. And then say, I wasn't speaking. Uh, number 14, jealousy. Yeah, jealousy is a horrible thing. And that's why you need to be content with the way God has made you. Listen, you need to be satisfied. It doesn't matter where you are, what you can do, what you have. Somebody is going to have something a little bit better. Okay, how much money you have. If you keep talking, you're going to find out somebody got way more than you. That's right. I don't care what kind of car you drive. After a while, somebody in your life going to drive something twice as nice as yours. <laughs> I don't care how pretty your wife is. There's going to come a guy. With a prettier wife to make yours look like she missing something. That's right. My wife is pretty wherever I am. She's mine. She's beautiful and fearfully and wonderfully made. And the older she gets, the prettier she looks. That's right. Because beauty is not only the outer, it's, it's inner. Matter of fact, the inner beauty is greater than the outer beauty. And people with all that stuff try to put your lips up and liposuctions and Taking fat out and adding this and sticking Botox and all that. All that stuff's going to drop. Why don't you just be satisfied and know that God made you and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Stop being jealous. Somebody, somebody smarter than you. That's right. Somebody, somebody can do football better, can play a better game of basketball. Somebody, you think you can play dominoes or chess and somebody come out and wipe your head off because they can play the game better and you don't get a break. Sometimes God allows that to happen to humble you. Four ways people handle anger. Four ways people handle anger. Number one, suppress it. You can suppress it, just stuff it down, stuff it down, but don't express it openly. You suppress the anger. Suppress anger can cause depression and bring on certain physical disorders and sickness. Uh, number two, you can express it negatively. You can anger can be expressed negatively. This can be seen in violent reactions, outbursts of verbal abuse, physical abuse. Anger will reduce your vocabulary down to four letter words. All of a sudden it cuts your vocabulary short. You know what those words are. Number three. Uh, express it positively. 
express anger positively. Uh, this includes initiating a conversation to talk the problem through and taking practical steps to resolve the source of the anger, the root of the anger. And number four, confess the anger. Hey, I have an anger problem. Acknowledge to God the anger within and allow him to heal you. Also allow God to use others who will help in the process to give counsel and to assist with healing and reconciliation. I love what Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse five says, Better is to be criticized by a wise person than to be praised by a fool. Be praised by a fool. Then I want to close with this segment. What are the consequences of prolonged anger? What are the consequences of prolonged anger? When you're angry too long, uh, what happens? You know, uh, the Bible says, you know, be angry and sin not. Uh, what, what are the consequences of prolonged anger? Uh, number one, loss of joy, loss of joy. Proverbs 22, 27, 4a, 4a, anger is cruel. It'll steal your joy, my friends, and wrath is like a flood. You come to church, you can't smile, your face messed up, and you say you love Jesus, but we don't see it in your face. Uh, you, you can't sing. You, 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 you're miserable. You make everybody else miserable around you. You make your family miserable. Nobody want to speak to you. You come one way, they, they avoid you because they just don't want to be put down like that. Loss of joy. Number two, consequences of anger, prolonged anger, open to be exploited by Satan. Uh, Ephesians 4, 26b through 27, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. I reiterate, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, your anger should last no more than 24 hours. Huh? That's all. Now, I know a whole bunch of you have gone way beyond 24 hours. You walk four weeks around the house not speaking at your husband. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.